Van. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Struggling Hunters podcast uh, with me, Eric Stewart, and Mr. Joe Imes. Uh, This podcast is about basically just a couple of uh, old friends uh, that that, uh, love hunting and and have been hunting for most of our lives and and uh you know we want to go through everything uh as far as our experiences with you guys uh with that said my name is eric uh i grew up in idaho and where i met joe whenever we were kids and uh you know we were hunting as kids all the way up to adulthood and um the last few years we've really gotten more serious with it, especially like with each other. Uh, we've been, we've been hunting together and, and trying to, you know, get the advantage on our animals. And so here we are uh, broadcasting to the world, our little podcast. I uh, hope everybody loves it. Joe, what do you got? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I think it, uh, the struggling hunter, like you said, what, what we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, been hunting you know, for years ever since you know dad taking me out uh my well, shoot i don't remember how old i was you know probably six seven or eight and then i uh, got getting old enough to go hunting you know with my own tag since i was 12 i haven't always been successful i've been more struggling than success but <laughs> anyways you know that's kind of what i'm hoping to to do to do better at and and uh, learn learn from my mistakes and be able to discuss them and and hopefully do better yeah definitely definitely and uh i mean that's kind of part of the reason you know it was kind of a joke me and joe were laughing back and forth about it but uh it's something that kind of stuck about calling the podcast the struggling hunters but yeah i mean we've had our struggles and and um and you know through those struggles i mean we're still learning and trying to trying to get to that next level of success and and trying to figure out the public lands and and um and so you know uh that's how we came up with the name of struggling hunters we just thought it was kind of funny and it, and, and partially true so here we are you know bringing partially true and partially funny <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 partially funny partially true so so, uh, you know, um, being our first podcast, it might be a little clunky, so bear with us. But at the same time, uh, you know, we're just uh, bringing, bringing, uh, bringing a podcast that, that it talks about hunting and, and the regular struggles of, uh, of regular people, you know, and, and, and also equipment and stuff like that, too. It's not just the fact of being successful or unsuccessful it's kind of the equipment, you know, of, uh, you know, me and Joe to this day, we're still trying to, uh, buy our, or, you know, get that next, uh, top of the line equipment to make our hunting trip better for the next season or, or, or maybe even help us become more successful. So, um, you know, with that said, that's kind of part of the whole idea behind struggling hunters, the podcast. You got any uh, thing to add to that, Joe? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That, that kind of, you know, does a pretty good description. You know, there's two 
just a couple guys trying to, like we said earlier, improve, get better, and then be a little more, uh, you know, hopefully a little transparent as to situation, uh, what's going on, uh, you know, why we messed up or what we're going through to be able to to get to go out hunting, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, daily life type of stuff, you know, dealing with work, home life, uh, families. Um, maybe even some car issues uh, or home issues, you know, like stuff breaking that you need to get fixed before you can go hunting. You know, that's that's kind of what, how my hunting season goes. I always have something come up. And uh, hopefully, you know, you guys can – hopefully we can sh- share and learn and uh, get better. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, man, that's so true, though. Like uh, uh, you were making me think about like every every hunting season – I'm sitting there thinking about it, you know, months before um, I actually go out hunting and I'm trying to get everything together, I, you know, thinking about everything in my head. And then, and then I get up to hunt camp and I'm like, I forgot to buy that or I forgot to get, bring that. Or, you know, there's always something that you forget that you're like, oh man, well, you know, I forgot to, to grab that. So yeah, those are funny stories. And then like you were saying, like, like, you know, uh, you just get ready to go out to hunt camp and then your alternator or something goes out you know like things like that so so yeah just talking about things like uh things that you know kind of revolve around that as far as as um you know the struggles of a hunter man <laughs> so. and then the other thing too that we probably should throw out there is uh i live in north salt lake utah eric lives out in uh um colorado uh fruta yeah, Fruita. Uh, Grand Junction is, is uh, most people would probably know Grand Junction before they'd know Fruita. But <laughs> Fru- yeah, Fruita's, Fruita's just down the way from Junction. And yeah, so so that's another thing too is, is you know, we'll share some Colorado news. Um, you know, whenever I have Colorado news, Joe will share some Utah news um, doing with, uh, you know, the, the conservation of of uh, what's going on out there in the wilderness so yeah <laughs> and but uh anyways <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely definitely so um but speaking of utah though joe you said earlier that uh you were your house was rocking out <laughs> yeah so it's been kind of interesting here in uh utah lately i mean not only are we dealing with uh, corona, you know, coronavirus or COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. But uh, Utah, we've actually been dealing with some earthquakes. Um, uh, nothing huge, luckily. You know, a couple of buildings have been damaged with the original one a couple weeks back. That was that was a bit bigger. But, uh, you know, we two nights ago we had, a, I think it was a 4.2. There was two of them, two, two night, one two nights ago and one this morning. And it was kind of been kind of those were kind of interesting. Uh, um, the one two nights ago, me and my wife Jen were sitting on the couch, and you could hear something rumbling. It sounded like a truck, you know, a big diesel truck going by, starting off in the distance. And as it got closer, you, the house just started to shake, and uh, that was kind of <laughs> kind of different, kind of interesting. Um, and then this morning. While I was at work, it, you know, kind of the same thing. I the floor started to shake a little bit, and it almost sounded just like a big truck driving by. 
you know, it wasn't too big, but it, you know, the ground was shaking. And I, you know, don't quite, I know we have a fault line here in Utah, but, or down through the Salt Lake area, but it's just interesting to actually feel it, you know, and feeling the earth move. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't imagine what that would feel like. I've never been, been in one, obviously. And man, I, I, I'd probably crap my pants. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just glad that you guys are safe and everything's okay and and uh hopefully hopefully that's the last of them. You said you said earlier uh before we started recording that it was uh well you might have just said it a second ago too, but you said uh you said it's a uh it's the after effects of the first earthquake. Yeah, that's what the news is saying. So it's uh I guess so we had the first one a couple of weeks back, I think it was I can't remember if it was a six or a seven. And then, uh, and then these other little—they're not. I guess they're aftershocks, is what yeah. we're saying. It's the same, gener- or they're generating from the same uh, location as their original earthquake. So they're saying they're just aftershocks. Which I mean, the Earth is still quaking. I guess I don't. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess it is what it is. An aftershock. So, man, that's crazy. I didn't actually. I didn't know. I guess I don't know that much about earthquakes. I never really studied them anyway, but, but I didn't, I never would have thought that they would have had aftershocks of a, of a earthquake. So yeah, I guess is what they say too, is with the original earthquake, you know, all those plates are moving and then it, it settles and then it, you know, it's still earth is still kind of moving once it settled, you know, the stuff isn't where it used to be. So everything's kind of settling in place as, as it, gets to its final resting spot i guess for till the next earthquake (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 that's crazy man well i'm like i said i'm just glad that you guys are safe and and uh hopefully that's the last of them huh yeah we we hope they are but they keep they say that kind of they expect more you know not nothing as big but just more aftershocks for the next little bit till it settles in but okay Dang, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, well, then the other thing is, is uh, you kind of brought it up a little bit ago too, is the coronavirus. Um, True. <laughs> uh, so, how, how's that been? Like, what? I guess how's have you noticed anything out there where you're at? Like, how, how's that affecting your life? You guys doing mm-hmm. like, like we? for example, do our shopping more as a curbside pickup than going in the store right now and doing our shopping. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I'm still going in the store, I guess. Um, uh, you know, what I've noticed though is uh, I was thinking about this the other day and, and, and I don't know, I, I thought it was funny. Um, but I was like, it's funny that a couple months ago, if you uh, walked in with a face mask, you get the cops called on you. But now you almost get the cops called on you if you don't have a face mask on, for, you know? So, yeah. so um, I, I, I'm still not uh, wearing my face mask or, or I, I mean, I, I'm not wearing a face mask. Um, and I'm starting to feel like the odd one out because everybody has one. So, so that's a little different. And, and I mean, you know, it is, 
it is what it is. Um, you know, I'm as far as shopping, I mean, I'm kind of like in and out. Um, I should probably be doing the curbside pickup too, but, but, um, just washing my hands more mostly and just trying to kind of be careful of that and taking my vitamins. Um, that's really, really the biggest changes or not really changes, but making sure that I'm on top of my vitamins and, and, uh, I am thinking about it, washing my hands more and things like that. But, you know, um, my full-time job, obviously, like I'm still working. So not but a lot not, of changes for me. You, you're kind of, you work by yourself though, right? Like you don't go out, you don't, you're not, I guess, working with a group of people. You're, you're a single man operation. Yeah. My wife wouldn't like you saying that, but yes, I'm a single man operation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like me on the other hand, though, like, I, I work, you know, it, 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 with a few more, you know, we have a, a big group of people at work and, uh, and so I've been taking the precaution of uh, wearing a, a romper every day <laughs> or <laughs> jumpsuit or uh, I guess, you know, like a working or coveralls or whatnot. And I, I wear that, you know, I put it on out in the garage when, or take it off in the garage when I get home from work. And uh, I wear a face mask all day at work. And then I'm also wearing, you know, uh, latex gloves or whatever all day too. Yeah. And I'll wash my hands, but like I don't, I go, go to work, put suit up more or less, and then I get home, I take off my uh, my onesie, and then uh, and then come, you know, I step in the garage, and our wash machine's just right inside the door from the garage, and I throw all all my clothes in there, and then uh, everything I got on from my my coveralls to my what I got on underneath, that just goes right in the wash machine, and I hop in, take a shower. And then uh, my wife doesn't, Jen doesn't go in into the car that I'm driving to work right now. She, you know, we use our other car that we could go anywhere together. Or she's going anywhere. She takes that car. Mm. But so we're, I mean, we're, but then again, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm working with a bunch of other people. So that there's been a couple confirmed, or I guess five confirmed cases that work now. So, so hopefully. I guess hopefully I don't get it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's man, that's crazy that uh five confirmed cases where you work. I mean that's uh that's a lot of Yeah, that's I mean it, it's been it's been kinda I, I should you know, it seems to be that they've only had one case come into work and they sent that person home and then every and then they're I guess people have already been self-quarantined or something supposedly. So there hasn't been another case in work. They've sent, you know, every, every time they've sent people home. And then after they've been home for a couple of days or a week, they call in and say, Hey, I have the virus. I got the Rona. And then, uh, and then they they quarantine themselves for another, get quarantined for another two weeks. So, but hmm. I, 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 the way you're explaining that makes me think that they might be just calling in and be like, Hey, uh, I'm not going to be able to work for a few weeks. Uh, <laughs> I got that virus. <laughs> they, they might I, be, I, I've thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They might be abusing that system. So, 
That's all right, though. I was hoping, I was kind of hoping the same thing. I'm like, man, it'd be nice to have a few days off and, you know, relax a little bit, hang out with the fam. And then, uh, and then, uh, uh, yeah, then they considered me essential. And I was like, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) The only time in my life I didn't want to be essential for something. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, (laughs) but, um, yeah, man. I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a crazy, uh, it's a crazy, crazy time right now for sure. But, um, you know, with Corona and, and what's, I mean. It's, well, it's like interesting, you know, like we keep talking about what's the new normal going to be. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't know what that is. You know, I don't know if that's going to be, you know, no more hugs or no more handshaking, you know, or that. Um, no, is <laughs> that gonna hurt? I, you know, like no more. I don't know. It's just gonna be it'll be interesting to see what 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 stays and what changes and um, whatnot. But well, I'm saying it right now. It's gonna take a lot more than some coronavirus for me to not hug you, bro. Yikes! <laughs> 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 but yeah no I I don't know it's I definitely I'm trying to kind of keep pretty normal though honestly like um you know I I don't know I guess I'm not allowing myself to uh freak out about it too much or or think too much into it um I mean definitely scary and I don't want people to to uh be you know I don't want people to get sick or or, or die from it for sure um but I will say though, like one thing that I'm grateful for is Zoom, because this podcast is coming to you via Zoom. <laughs> Zoom, um, you know, like all this like kicked off because other podcasts that we listen to that we're fans of are doing Zoom podcasts, and and uh, I was like, well, why not? Why not? You know, Joe lives in Utah, and for the longest time for me. I was always like, man, I wish he lived, you know, we lived closer together. We would definitely do a podcast for sure. And then uh, the Zoom stuff was kind of a gift and a curse. Uh, we, me and Joe were talking about it the other day and, you know, it's kind of nerve wracking, but at the same time, like it's fun and exciting too. But, but, um, but yeah, the coronavirus is kind of like had its weird little curses and, and definitely it's weird little, little blessings too. well i don't like true and like you know that's like the one thing like it's getting me looking forward to like hunting season you know getting out again you know getting out doing going out there to colorado with you and getting some scouting in and you know be you know getting (laughs) getting that part of life to normally like i don't know you know like that's gonna be normal (laughs) i I don't know how normal but more normal i think yeah, I hope uh I hope that uh this stuff kind of goes away here pretty soon. I mean, um you know, I I hope it's more just people talking, but I I've heard I've heard that this stuff might stick around for like 6 months. Like I don't think they're going to keep everything shut down, but there might be like social distancing and and other other precautions um for this coronavirus for like 6 months. I I don't know. I hope not. I hope that we just kind of get back to normal. Um, but I mean, at this point, I mean, nobody, nobody could have 
if you would have told me this was going to happen, you know, like six months ago, you would have told me this was going to happen right now. I'd be like, there is no way they're going to shut down every single country in, in the world. And, and uh, you know, everybody has to stay home. Like, no way. We're, we're Americans. We're free. <laughs> they ain't going to do that to us. <laughs> you right. know, but but uh, here we are. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's uh, crazy times, but um but yeah, like just trying to stay normal, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna, I, I got my Turkey tag. I haven't had a chance to get out yet. They, they, uh, opened up last weekend. Um, but I plan on going this weekend, just the way everything worked out and, uh, you know, trying to get into that. I've, I've actually never Turkey hunted before in my life. I mean, um, never really had much of an interest in it, but, but, uh, you know, the more I get immersed into hunting in general, the more I just want to have any excuse I can to be out in the woods, really. And right. season is a good start for the year. So here I am. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so hopefully I get one. Um, uh, that's kind of my plans for hunting season. Uh, you going to do any fishing this season or this uh, summer? I'm hoping to, um, it's one of those things, you know, trying to, to, I don't know how well it's going to work, but like to be able to plan scouting around, um, around fishing too, you know, like, and the other thing too, I don't, one of the things that me and Jen try to do is, uh, we, we call them shenanigans where <laughs> we, we haven't been, I mean, we I haven't been really quite up on it like we have want to, but we've been doing it. But once a month, trying to do something together, the two of us, and uh, that's one of the things is you know we're gonna, I think, as a shenanigan, to go out and maybe do some fishing somewhere too, as a as an activity to go out and do together. But I I think I gotta improve my uh, <laughs> my fly fishing game. I've I got a fly rod. I got two, but I don't really know how to use them. I got last time I fly fished, I got it out out fished pretty good. I didn't didn't catch one fish. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I don't even I don't even have a um I'm I've never really done fly fishing either. I'm just regular regular old trusty ugly stick fishing. Right. So I I, I yeah, I it's just I wanna try. I've tried a couple times, but I've never never caught anything it's about like how my uh elk seasons are every <laughs> year but uh, i don't really seem to connect with them <laughs> yeah well and and i know that's where me and you both have been struggling for a while is trying to get one of those damn elk and man it sure it sure seems easier than what it is or it seems like it should be easier than what it is but you know uh i guess that's all part of it is just the 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 chase of the chase of the sport and and uh, i i don't know i don't know why i said sport i don't really like calling it a sport but um the chase of like just just the the um i mean a freaking a freaking athlete <laughs> you know i mean we're chasing an athlete out there uh right you know, and um and i i don't know i'm i'm I guess what I'm trying to say though is, is, um, is it's just so fun to do and 
and it's it's a lot more challenging than a person thinks especially whenever you're doing the public hunts like you and i do um and uh you've been doing the bow hunts the last couple years uh how i guess uh one question like what what's the biggest difference between the rifle and the bow season so far that you can that you know for me it's so far it's uh the temperature that i'm hunting in (laughs) (laughs) i've been used to hunting you know like during the the bull the general bull any bull rifle for the last couple years and you know i've been getting up at going to bed with it being 14 degrees you know or you know down to five degrees and getting up being just as cold yeah yeah and then switching it over this last year and trying the trying the archery like it was odd to not go to bed cold like you know i didn't have to have a you know my my long johns on to stay warm all day or all night like i just you know (laughs) taking clothes off because it was too hot versus being cold but but the other thing though it's it's different because you know it's a i've shot bows and stuff growing up you know i've I've always, and I wouldn't, I know how to operate a bow, you know, I really don't know, haven't really known what a bow, I guess, is doing all the time, you know, like what, I mean, I know the the basics of what's happening on a bow, but understanding that a little bit more, it's been kind of a different, you know, the learning curve, and, you know, when before is, uh, you know, tuning your bow, I, I had no clue what tuning your bow means, you know, and, uh, you know, some of the terminology that, you, you know, growing up, you just knock an arrow and pull back and, yeah, it looks like a good spot to aim at and maybe you hit the bullseye, you know, or you hit what you're shooting at. And, uh, but actually taking the time and, and understanding what some of that, you know, how to make your bow shoot better, how to make you shoot better. Like, I don't know everything yet and don't know that I ever will, but, you know, it's been, it's it's just different, you know, a different mindset and when you're out there you know that uh you're trying to get within 20 to 40 yards of a of a big animal you know and whereas a rifle you're oh if i can get within 400 yards you know i'm good so you know, that bringing in that distance is 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 different you know that, and that changed to me you know like it's a different way of thinking a different way of of uh of going through the woods, you know, uh, not to say that I was, I didn't always try to be quiet when I was rifle hunting, but with the bow, you know, I'm, it's almost like as soon as I leave the truck, I'm quiet. You know, I don't want to make any noise because I'm trying to keep things close, not push them away. And, but. Right. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. That seems like that definitely uh, seems like one of the hardest hardest parts but then like one of the coolest parts to bow hunting versus rifle is in my opinion though is the bugling did you get into that much this year or this last year i never so i never uh i guess what do you call it throw out a bugle or i never i never tried bugling but uh you know while i was hunting i did hear some bugles um I had a couple that were fairly close that sounded close to me and I had a couple of them that were, they sound, I, you know, like I could hear them faintly in the background, but uh, that's, you know, I'm not, 
that's one of the, the skills that I think I got to pick up on too is, is bugling. Yeah. Um, I, uh, since I was a kid, um, I got to be clear. I don't think I'm good or anything, but I've been, I've, I've practiced with bugles um, pretty much not all, I guess since I was like a teenager or so um, I always kind of messed around with the actual reeds and stuff. So, so yeah, I like to bugle a little bit, but I never really get the chance to utilize it because I always do the rifle hunts where they're pretty much done bugling by the time I, I get out there. You know, in uh, what was it last year? It was late October whenever I got out there. Yeah. So, so yeah, they're pretty much done bugling by then. So it really doesn't do me any good. But, but uh, I'm hoping this year, um, you know, the area that that I've been hunting or we've been hunting together for the last couple of years with you coming up and kind of hanging out and helping me out um, with that area. You know, I'm planning on uh uh going up there a few times this summer and scouting it out a little better and try to try to find some other areas without really feeling the pressure of trying to get an animal cuz one of the biggest things that I feel that 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 happens to me is is all this pressure right like uh I get up there and I'm really excited to go out hunting but then I don't I start not seeing stuff and then I start get second guessing myself all the time and I really feel like getting up there and scouting a little bit more than I have in the past um, will help me kind of feel more comfortable with the area, kind of, kind of focus on more of like where I want to hunt instead of, you know, second guessing myself because I'm not seeing something right away or, um, you know, this last year, uh, I, I mean, we, we didn't see anything, you know, the year before we kind of saw some activity when we were up in that area, but, but this last year we heard that one and that was about it. And, you know, it was re- really, really, uh, really, uh, really, it, it sucked. <laughs> um, right. I think like one of the things that we got to get better at is trying to remember, uh, you know, like the, what's, what season the, like the elk are in. Everyone always talks about, you know, not the, not the hunting elk season, but like this, the elk itself, like, you know, you, like they have, uh, you know, post rut, the rut and pre rut and what's, you know, like all that's going on at different type time of the calendar year and trying to better understand what, what part of that calendar year you're in for the elk and, or we'd be in for the elk and paying attention to where the, you know, like what the vegetation's doing and stuff. I don't know. Like I, I that's one of the things that, I feel like I get out there, like, you know, kind of that pressure of, well, I'm not seeing anything. And you kind of just throw your playbook up in the air and, all right, let's, uh, (laughs) over here looks good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. That's, uh, I, I know, I know I do it all the time, you know, and, and, and it's hard because you try to have a clear positive mind and you're like, Oh, you know, I'll find something, I'll find something. But, but it, it does, uh, it does weigh on you, you know, especially whenever you see the end of, your uh your season you know uh i i can't remember if utah's the same way but i mean for colorado it's uh one week you know so so i mean you know i i put everything i got into that one week you know i take off the time of work for work i i do everything in that one week but um 
there's a lot of things that I feel kind of, kind of stack up against you whenever, you know, cause uh, everybody else is doing the same thing. So there's a lot more pressure. Um, you know, it can, it can be a struggle is what I'm saying. And it can be, um, so yeah, by the end of the, by the end of the hunt season, you know, it, it starts weighing on you pretty hard that, that you're not, um, you might, you might walk away again another year without getting a, a bull. So you might struggle another year, <laughs> <laughs> another struggle, another year. Exactly. Um, but, uh, well, so yeah, so I don't know, like, um, but I, I also feel like, you know, that's just what happens. I mean, uh, you know, it was something, you know, you're going to strike out some years and, you know, I, I feel like it's got to turn around for, for myself. And, and I'm sure you probably feel the same way. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those things, you know, like they always talk about, I can't remember what the, the statistics are, but, you know, they say like a, an average hunter, you're going to fill your tag once every six years or 10 years, you know, like, so like, to, so it's hard because you see some people it's like oh yeah i got my elk every year and you know granted they, they could be have a head you know that one heck of a hunter they could be the luckiest guy in the world or you know but you know, i was just trying to work through those struggles and keep going and waiting you know for your turn to punch the tag and staying positive that's i think mean, you know I'm trying to remember yeah I lost where I was where I was going. <laughs> well, uh, oh, did you remember? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, you saying that though made me think. Um, or the statistic that you uh, saw. It kind of makes me feel better, but then at the same time, I want to be the hunter that gets it every year. You know. Right. <laughs> right. I thought. I, I, go ahead. I was say it just comes with time. I think you know if we sit down and, and try to create our playbook, you know, paying attention to, you know, what's going on in that unit that we're hunting on and hunting in as far as, you know, food, vegetation and water and, you know, what season the elk are in and just really honing in on that, trying to, you know, make sure to stick to that playbook and not throwing it out the window too quickly, you know, being more patient and working harder. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I agree a hundred percent. And, uh, and I think, um, uh, I, I mean, I think that's just the, the, it's just the way that it goes as far as, is hunting is, is, uh, you know, you got to come out with, got to come in with the plan and, and know, and try to stick to it the best you can. I mean, I don't know. Did you hear that? Was that the door open or something? No, no, I, I I didn't know if you heard it. It was just a bang. I I heard something, but I wasn't not that didn't pick up on it. Yeah, it took my it took my attention away. But yeah, man, um, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of lost my my thought of concentration too for a minute there. But but this is our first podcast, so you know it is what it is. Um, I think it'll get better and better. Uh. But yeah, so uh, well, I guess what I was wanting to transition into is uh, is uh, what are, what are some of your plans for this upcoming hunt? 
Uh, so I guess first I'm gonna wait to see what I what I drew out for. I guess that's more on the you know on the deer side of everything. And then and then I'm gonna uh, pick up an over the counter um, archery tag or general any bull tag. And uh, and then you know I want to get out and start trying to figure things out as soon as I figure out you know like where I where I can where I will be hunting the other thing is where I where I hunt too is it's covered in snow right now so I can't go get up there right now anyways but I should be studying the you know the onyx and google um google earth a little bit more and trying to you know gain a better better understanding of the train I'll be hunting in and making my little tick marks and where I think would would be a good spot um but yeah so that's what i got i'm looking forward to this year is uh you know hopefully i get a deer tag and then an elk tag on top of that uh and then spending i need to start spending more time with you know one of the things the coronavirus you know i know i can go out and shoot my bow i'll be you know the whole social distancing you know i'll be by myself but it's just kind of, it's weird, you know, that, that getting, that kind of just takes it out of your head. And, you know, like, well, I, I'm not supposed to be out anywhere. Mm. But uh, I need to start putting more practice and shooting the, the old archery equipment before the season gets here. And I haven't really done anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. I do the same thing with my rifle. I tell myself, I need to get out there and, and, uh, and shoot and then in the middle of the winter it's too cold you know it's too cold i ain't gonna go out right now and then uh, right now with this coronavirus i would love to go do it i don't i don't know if they're putting a stop out like you know going to blm land and and uh shooting some targets out there i don't know if there's putting a stop to that stuff or not but uh i haven't heard anything here uh, on on that you know but uh, you know, I've heard that some of uh, some bodies of water have been shut down. You know, you, unless you live in that county of the body of water, you can't fish it or or something, or to that effect. So I know there's some some of that's going on, but as far as you know, going out, I don't know. I mean, I probably should look into that, but I haven't heard anyone else talking about it, so I haven't really, I guess, worried too much about it yet. Yeah, me neither. I haven't I haven't really uh heard too much about that either, but so I'm sure I'm sure I could go out, but you know, it's another excuse. Ah, oh, the coronavirus, I'll go shoot my gun later. <laughs> but uh I don't know. Yeah, I definitely I do the same thing though. Like I I've got to practice with my my rifle cuz I know I know like right before hunt season starts, the last couple of years, you know, I get out there and I haven't shot the rifle at all and I can feel myself flinch and everything and I do not like that at all. And, and, uh, and so I definitely got to work on getting more comfortable, you know, shooting more often throughout the year. So, so I get rid of that flinch and it doesn't try to, you know, come back and, and, you know, ruin the, you get so little of opportunity anyway, when you're public hunting like that, like we have been, I mean, the last two years I haven't, since you've been hunting with me, I haven't even been able to, you know, pull off a shot. So, um, you know, uh, I mean, you get such, but the one thing that you want to be confident in is, is your shot. And it's like the most important, but, 
but life happens and sometimes it's just hard to get out to the to the shooting range so so yeah life's a life's a struggle <laughs> it, it is it is it can be for sure with everything else going on but but uh you know you just got to make that time and and uh make and just do your best to try to do it you know so uh, yeah it's like one of, you know it's trying to one of the things i want to get better at is accomplishing my goals i set out you know like you know not like um you know not big goals but you know like I, you said going out shooting and you know trying to set aside you know one day a month you know, or you know one day a week for for archery shooting trying to get out and spending you know some time with the bow and putting that into into play not just you know like oh well i'll i'll plan it in next week or whatever you know like but actually that's one thing i need to do is look look at the when my season opens and then start working backwards you know and try to plan out how many times i want to get shooting before the season gets here and i wonder it'd be better to i I just had a thought of like trying to shoot you know a, a thousand arrows before the season starts or something you know like trying to have a a number of shots before i don't know just a thought um I don't think it would hurt. I think uh I think what would be a better goal is having a thousand arrows in the same spot. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's true, I guess. <laughs> if you can accomplish that then you shouldn't you shouldn't have to worry about it ever missing out there in the in the wild. True. <laughs> But yeah, so um um yeah. Um no, I think it's really important to to uh to definitely get your target practice in and and I know I need to get better about it and I and I and I I plan on it. Um I had some and I and I lost it off the top of my head that I was going to bring up and you know, I think the other thing too is this uh, uh, as long as you're kind of along those topics getting ready for the for the upcoming season is I haven't been as good I want to get better at it is you know keep myself in shape through the off season you know not to I'm not this is not like it's really going to stop me if I'm not in the greatest of shape or if I'm if I didn't work out the whole season before you know it doesn't really deter me but I'd have a better hunting experience if I was in better shape. I feel um, when I'm out there, you know, trying to climb a big mountain or whatever, you know, packing one out, you know, it probably helps better once, you know, being in better shape, packing it out than probably busting the hills because you know, those packs are heavy when they're loaded with meat. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think that's a, I think that's a great uh, thing to bring up because, um, that's definitely one of my biggest struggles too, is, is I'm like, man, I just want to, I just want to get in shape so I can, you know, um, I hate being out of shape and, and I feel like the older we get, you know, um, I'm, I mean, I'm in my mid thirties and, and, uh, it gets harder and harder, man. You know, whenever, when I was in my twenties, I mean, I could run up and down hills and I could take a break for six months run up and down a hill maybe feel a little winded but then the next time I do it it's nothing and now 
look at the hill and I'm winded, you know? So it's definitely, it's definitely changed. So as, as an older person, so it's definitely important to get to the gym and this Corona stuff, bringing it back to the Corona, it doesn't help uh, with the Corona at all because the gyms are closed obviously. And, and I told myself, I was like, I'm going to still work out at home. And to be honest, I haven't done much of anything as far as working out at home. So it's been well, talking about working out at home. Have you seen like the stuff like on the media and stuff where people are like taking their couches and like doing presses with their, <laughs> their couches. And uh, I can't remember what else I've seen, but like, you know, like, I mean, I, I guess they're doing it, but it just seems, you know, like, press my couch above my head (laughs) that seems a little outrageous i think (laughs) i haven't seen that at all did you say that was on the news no i just um i think it's like social media somewhere i can't remember which one it was but it's just i don't know oh that's (laughs) funny but they're doing it and i'm not so i guess you know why i get what yeah yeah no i mean it does seem a little outrageous but i mean they are they are moving so as long as you're moving i guess right (laughs) yeah yeah a part of me was um with with the gym closing like i was like you know i thought this would only be like a couple weeks so i'm like man you know what i'm not even gonna worry about it i'm just gonna um you know let the gym be closed for a few weeks and kind of take a few weeks off you know and and recover and uh and and just relax you know not worry about going to the gym not worry about it and then now they pushed it you know till the end of uh of april so now you know the gym's even been closed longer and i'm like i'm like man and and now it's like hard like i you know i told myself i'd still work out at home and having the few weeks off the gym still being closed and um it's hard to get mentally right to like work out at home and half the reason that I go to the gym is literally because I hate working out at home. So, you know, uh, my theory is, is, you you know, um, you know, if you hang out at the barber, you're going to get a haircut. Speaking of don't hang out at the barber, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) My hair is, hair is getting there. I think I'm, uh, that's, you know, I'm probably another, maybe I think it's long enough. It's just more (laughs) when I'm ready to cut it now. So I guess just to to share the, the, the off that comment is I'm growing my hair out to uh, donate it and and, uh, and I guess in honor and in memory of my mom. She my mom passed away uh, six years ago, seven years ago, um, due to breast cancer. So, anyways, I spent the last two years growing out my hair, and now I'm, I think I'm finally long enough to 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 cut it so i mean i'm you know it's it's down there a ways i think i'm at nine inches and i you have to be eight so but that's been an experience too is this 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 has been growing out it's been you know <laughs> uh use the term uh long hair problems <laughs> <laughs> long hair problems well it, it definitely looks better than uh than it ever did before because i've kind of um so me and Joe don't get to see each other a whole heck of a lot, but uh, um, we see each other, uh, you know, a couple times a year, every year here and there. And uh, and so the last couple of years, you know, his hair is, I've seen like stages of his hair. And, and honestly, I mean, 
it almost be a shame if you cut it at this point because it, it looks pretty cool. I know. I mean, that is one of the things though, with it. It's like, oh, well, you know, they got it this long. I might as well yeah. you know, just keep it. But I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a different experience. It's been fun. You know, I've, it's – we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the type of haircut I want to do when, it, when it's gone. I thought about doing a mullet, but I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> a mullet. You're crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. You've always you've always like done the weirdest stuff since high school. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, the mullet's been the mullet's been gone since since the '80s, and you're like, oh, I might bring back the mullet. <laughs> but no, just, go ahead. No, you go ahead. That's fine. Oh, I was just going to say, no, your, your hair looks really good, though. Like, it looks the best it's ever looked in the last couple of years. And then uh, uh, I feel like you you need to you need to go see if they're – if, like, anywhere in Utah they're doing some kind of, like, uh, frontier man reenactment <laughs> uh, um, documentaries or movies because you, you would totally fit in as a, as a frontier man. As a mountain man? As a mountain man, yeah. Frontier Mountain Man. <laughs> no, you, I mean, you look like the uh, most mountain man of 2020 there is. You might be starting a new trend like all those people with the man buns and uh, plaid shirts. Right? <laughs> Trying to grow the mustache. <laughs> did, did you ever have a man bun when your hair was getting longer? No, I I mean, no, I, I don't. I never did. I, I wear it in a ponytail at work. You know, I pull it back and kind of do a little bun just to keep it back out of the way just so that way I don't get it caught in machinery or something, you know. But yeah. I, don't, I don't like to have it in a ponytail. I like to let it flow. Yeah, let it flow. That's the better That's a better uh, way to have that is just let that thing flow in the wild. Start calling you, uh, what's his name, the old uh, the old model. Um, Fabio? Fabio, yeah. That's what they used to call me at work. I haven't called <laughs> me in a minute. When it, when it finally started getting longer, you know, like down past my ears, they started calling me Fabio. Every time they, they'd pull out an air hose, you know, to blow something off, I'd, I'd stand in front of it and just you know, wave, my, wave my hair in it. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> Man, yeah, no, you – um. I think it's a great cause, though, man. I really do. I think it's a great cause what you're doing that for, and and uh, you know, I was I was fortunate to know your mom, and and uh, you know, I I think about her um, often, and just how sweet of a lady she was, and how great she was, and and I think you know uh, what you're doing is is uh, very uh, admirable. <laughs> I got you. Admirable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Um oh, thanks. That, that means a lot, I know. Yeah, yeah. So um no, it's really awesome though to to uh see you doing that and I know it's been a commitment, but now now it looks so good. I don't know if you want to cut it though. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. It had more has more curls than I thought thought I'd have. Like I get I get a couple good ringlets every every once in a while. I don't I don't you know nothing. I'll, I'll say I can I conditioner it every once in a while, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's pretty flashy, but 
um, yeah, where where were we at before we started doing the talking about your hair? Uh, oh, the gym time, the gym yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like um, the the one reason that I like, I I, I remember now. So the one reason that I like uh, going to the gym is because because of that reason is is uh, what else am I going to do there? You know, I'm not going to go watch the game or whatever, you know, which sometimes I do if there's a game on, but, but, <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm there to like work out. It gets me in the mindset, but here at the house, you know, there's just so many distractions and, and um, I'd rather, you know, other stuff. Um, not that I'd rather do it, but you know, if I'm sitting there at the couch or looking at my dumbbells in the, in the corner, I'm like, well, I'd rather sit here on the couch. So, you know, that's my problem with getting out there and, and uh, working out at home and stuff. So, so I hope the gyms open back up. I guess in, in short of what I'm trying to say is I hope the gyms open back up here pretty soon and, and uh, kind of be able to start doing that. Um, getting back to the gym and stuff. If, if not, I'll probably have to start running around the neighborhood. And, um, we got a park right across the street. So, so it ain't too bad. I just haven't really utilized it. Like I said, I was just kind of taking a, taking a little break from the gym. And, but I tried to – that is one thing, though. I tried to work out, like, pretty much. I worked out for, like, a whole year without really taking a break, like maybe a couple days here and there. Or, or I think the most – besides until this coronavirus, like, the most was, like, a couple weeks that I didn't go to the gym. And I think that was around the holidays. But I kind of went to the gym, like, pretty much all year long. and. And uh, I was feeling really good, kind of lifting, kind of lifting for like more heavy. I wasn't doing a lot of cardio or anything, just just lifting, lifting uh, the weights. And uh, so I definitely kind of miss it. But but anyways, yeah, man, that gym time is is important. I hope they open it back up soon, uh, especially before hunting season um, to help get me in a little better shape. Right. Yeah yeah but uh i don't know uh um yeah uh i guess the the next podcast um you know uh we'll try to pump these out a little more often um you know this one was a little little bit of a uh you know wipe off the the uh cobwebs and and, uh, you know, try to try to get it smoothed out eventually. But um, I feel like that probably do it for this podcast. Um, you, you good, Joe? Yeah, I'm good. You know, just, uh, you know, the struggle is real. <laughs> the struggle in hunters, you know, we'll try to be, you know, as transparent, tell you about our hard times and what we did to overcome them and if we didn't overcome them. Uh, hopefully you'll have as much fun as we have um, talking about them and you'll be able to listen about them hopefully be able to laugh at something about us yeah 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 hopefully laugh about uh laugh about our hunt stories rather than our uh, podcast uh, bloopers <laughs> that we <laughs> that we <laughs> that uh, that we have but uh but no I mean I feel uh, I feel pretty good about this podcast and and uh and I'm excited to get it going. And, and, you know, it's really about us just kind of, you know, uh, knocking out a few things is, is being able to 
you know, share, like Joe said, share our struggles and what we're learning. And, and, you know, hopefully it's not always struggles, but, you know, uh, we can start sharing a lot more of our successes and, and things like that. And, and, and just, you know, have fun with this. And, and that's really what it's about. It's just having fun and, and hopefully learning something along the way and, and everything that we learn as a couple dudes, just a couple struggling hunters. Um, we, you know, we, um, we, we, we share with you and, and, uh, with you guys and, 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 you know, provide uh, good content for you guys. So, um, uh, with that said, I mean, thanks for joining into the struggling hunters podcast. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, Joe, you want to sign off with anything? Uh, I just, you know, work through the struggle. Uh, struggle's real, <laughs> but uh, it rewards best on the end of it. No matter if it's a success or a failure, you always learn something and always be willing to share. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that sounds good. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next one. Later, guys. Bye. The, the, the struggling hunters. <laughs>